jotain. Ää, voi. I was at a wedding celebration yesterday, and naturally, I drove the conversation to the fact that um, aging is just a very cute way of saying that from the time we're born, we essentially begin deteriorating. We have a Mm -hmm. peak, and then it's just deteriorate. I'm like, why don't we call it deterioration? And it kind of uh, killed the buzz a little bit on the wedding, but that's how I roll. (laughs) That's how I roll. <laughs> it's like, I'm not deteriorating, not yet. And you're like, oh, well, I don't know, man. I think you are. We're all dying. Slowly, all very dying. slowly. Yeah. I'm dying right now. I was telling you, I feel like uh, the guy in the Edgar Allan Poe story that gets bricked up in a wall ah. alive because mm. I'm just surrounded by shoeboxes that are <laughs> holding various bits of equipment to record this. I have a light on me. I made it blue so that I could be a person from Avatar. Never seen the movie. <laughs> I haven't either. Always wanted to be hey. CGI'd. I've always wanted to put on one of those like suits <laughs> with all the sensors and the uh-huh. weird bobbledy bits and just, you know, pull a golem and just get <laughs> freaky with it. Just be Andy Circus. I feel like that's a good thing to kind of aim for. Okay. You know? I know that everybody was like, oh my God, the Batman. Oh my God, Robert Pattinson. Oh my God, Zoe Kravitz. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. They were hot. They were spicy. They were beautiful people. But, but Andy Circus with that tight, uh-huh. tight, tight fade. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, he walked in with his Alfredo. little vest and his little dress shirt and that tight, tight haircut. And I was just like, bad who? <laughs> This movie is about Alfred now. Who gives a shit about Bruce Wayne? Not me. I mean, (laughs) there's, um, uh, I I think I've talked about it on the show before, but there's a podcast called um, Scary Stories to Tell on the Pod, hosted by Andrew Farmer and Anna Dresden, and it's fantastic. Uh, There's an episode, I think, I don't know what, they're talking about Andy Serkis, and uh andrew specifically is like i've always found him very attractive and like Mm -hmm. especially in black panther his forearms alone uh make me so sweaty and anna just goes andrew you've never said anything sluttier in your whole life (laughs) and it's just something i relate to like andy circus's forearms are like it's uh yeah he's a very attractive man and i'm just glad people are finally noticing because he's always been hot and like thank thank you thank you for your service uh that's all i have to say about that and now a word from our sponsor andy circus's forearms forearms. do you too have forearms are your forearms i'm sorry do you have compared to andy circus's forearms well look with this new product faux forearms you too can have andy circus level forearms put them on like like sleeves and get our special adorned edition with your choice of five tattoos any other tattoos will be extra charge 
So, um, yeah, we have sponsors now. <laughs> I had so much trouble getting through that bitch just now. <laughs> dying Victorian oh, child orphan. I know. Dying. I'm sorry. I'm hacking up part of a lung. Like, it's we've been fine. It's been fine. You know, we, both we came back. And then like, we went away for a few keeper. more weeks. And now we're back yeah. again. We did some very important soul searching, and we yeah, have emerged I... with a renewed desire to follow our passions, which mm. our parents and relatives continuously warned us as children we should not pursue. <laughs> but now in our 30s, emerge, hopefully folks, emerging out of a pandemic, we've, yeah. we've come to terms with... Yeah. What have you come to terms with? Well, I've come to terms with, uh, uh, also, really quickly, welcome to the Peony. My name's Lex. Oh, shit, That's we forgot. Julia. <laughs> We've been away uh, from yes, the mic hi. for a few weeks. We forgot how to do this. Um, well, you can just you can just splice it in the beginning before the song, just like, hey, we forgot our intro. <laughs> We're I could. the Peony. But will I? Probably not. I'll just be like, hey, everybody, <gasps> you know who we are. This is like episode eighty something now like you should know right it looks like i'll have to experience it with our audience and just listen along and see what happens um yeah so you were saying what are things that i've learned uh, in the past couple weeks well i learned ladies gents folks uh and friends (laughs) non-binary pals here's what i've learned i've learned that having a corporate job is not stable and they will let uh lay you off at any point yes. in time when they feel like it. So your girl, yes. as of the end of May, um, is uh, fun employed. And woo. woo, we're, fuck it. Like, we're just going to see what happens, see where the chips may lay, fall, whatever the phrase is. <laughs> I am so tired. I am not drunk. I have not taken any DayQuil Maybe that's the problem. Maybe I should have taken Dayquil before we got on the mic. Um, I've only had a cup of coffee. Uh, yeah. Well, no, you've um, been not feeling well. On the well, yes, on I've been getting hand. over a cold. And also, on the other hand, I know the feeling of leaving a corporate environment, whether it was mm-hmm. something you enjoyed or whether it was just years of toxic managerial bullshit. But yeah, there's almost like a you finally like. You don't realize it, especially in startups. You don't realize how much momentum you have to maintain. And you just keep pushing forward and keep going. And and at one point, you just, like, are carrying so many other people's shit on your back that, like, maybe you're experiencing this now, but I experienced it when I left last year. Oh, my God. It's been over a year. Yeah. But, um... It's just like you keep going until there's nowhere to go anymore and Mm -hmm. you just have to put the weight down and you don't realize how heavy it's been the whole time. Yeah. So I got the news a couple of weeks ago and it's been very eye-opening. I think like the thing that I've learned the most – and it's it's interesting because I – it's stuff I already knew, right? Like Mm -hmm. I knew that – even a corporate nine to five is not guaranteed stability because companies can go out of business. They can choose to downside, like downsize, like things happen. Right. Mm-hmm. So I mm-hmm. knew from the experience that other friends have had, especially throughout the pandemic, that mm-hmm. 
stability is not guaranteed in any career field, period. Like I knew that. Um, experiencing it firsthand is very different. There's been a lot of emotions the first like few days. I kind of knew it was happening. Like the the particular role I've been in was designed specifically because of the pandemic. And even though COVID is still raging, the way our society has gone about and decided like it's not happening anymore. It's fine. Um, it's, it's having an impact on certain jobs, mine mm-hmm. included. So like, I always knew that, um, I could be let go at any point in time, blah, blah, blah. Like kind of knew that going in. Um, but it came with such swiftness that mm-hmm. it both caught me off guard and didn't. And just sort of the way it's been handled has been very eye-opening. Like, mm-hmm. I can't go into details, but it's just – it is a constant reminder that it doesn't matter what company you work for. Mm-hmm. You are just a cog in a machine, and as soon as that part of the machine is no longer needed, like, you are very disposable. Mm-hmm. So there's been a lot of, like – I I don't know if the stages of grief is the best way to say it. I haven't really like bargaining was not part of it, but there's been a lot of anger. There's been some sadness, but there's also been a lot of joy because it's like, it's felt like the the universe's way of like drop kicking me out of the nest yeah. to be like, go do the thing that you've been talking about <laughs> doing forever. <laughs> like, bitch, get out, like fly. You've had wings forever. Like go away. That's you have you have had wings forever or at the very minimum since that one play you did where you were a parrot where you had literal wings. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry. This is going to be the grossest episode. Just both of us hacking back and forth. I'll try to edit it out, but I can't promise. Um, I I promise to try and hack when you're not speaking or when you are speaking. (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah no, I can, I'll try. I can I'll try. I'll try. Mute it. I'll we'll do my see. best to not laugh. Whatever. We cough. wanted chaos. Anyway. Here we um, are. Yeah. Here we go. But We're in ca- chaos. I, but yeah. Yeah. It. Nothing is stable. Nothing is guaranteed. The only yeah. constant is change. But what I really want you to talk about and share with people if you feel comfortable uh-huh. is what you've had been trying to you were deciding and you were kind of taking steps towards something and this Uh just kind of expedited your process and your decisions. And so I want to know if you wouldn't mind sharing like what that realization was, like how you feel in this moment. And then Mm -hmm. also like what, how you're reacting to it and what are the things you're choosing to do in response to that? And listeners, it will all make sense once you have context. (laughs) Yeah. So I've decided that this is a golden opportunity to say, fuck it and start auditioning and just start trying to get out there as an actor. Excuse me. Um, Drinking a yes. little during this was a mistake. Um, but uh, yeah, to start auditioning and just figure out how to be a professional actor in the best way that I can, um, which is very overwhelming for a lot of reasons. The main one is like, I've been acting since I was eight years old. I know how to act. I know how to do it. Um, that I'm not concerned with. It's the, oh shit. It's the like business side Reduction. of it. The the what it's what rejection oh the rejection i we'll see how that goes Uh like i've been rejected a lot um in terms of being an actor like yeah it was you know school plays and like stuff like that but it still cuts pretty deep and i've learned how to kind of deal with that and move forward so i'm 
I'm not too concerned about that. The thing I'm concerned about is like knowing how to apply for auditions, how to apply for auditions, how to submit for auditions, <laughs> how to like yeah. get out there and do that part and the like joining the union, joining like and those aren't those are things I don't think I need to be worrying about right now, but that's where my mind is going to. So it's that part and then it's also the I think the thing I'm I'm most nervous about is so I have since the age of 19 I've always worked pretty basically full time even if it meant I was working two mm-hmm. part time jobs and then I was going to college full time um, and then after college and all that I was working full time and sometimes I was working a full time job and a part time job like I I've always had a very strict schedule in terms of education and or work. And so to not have that, to have that be like, like I've had a lot of friends reach out like, hey, I can, if you want to do electrician work, if you want to like do some freelance stuff, let me know. I can hook you up with that. But it's all stuff that's like you kind of pick up a job like week to week. I've never done that Mm -hmm. before. So that is very nerve wracking of like getting used to being a freelance career person. Um, Mm -hmm. So that is scary because for the past, oh, my God, like seven years, I knew a paycheck was coming every two weeks, right? Like I I had Mm -hmm. that reliable income and to Mm -hmm. go from having that to not having that and especially just with like my background of growing up in a very like financially unstable environment, it's it's Mm -hmm. that I think is the thing that's scariest for me Um, and also – being in the healthcare industry for the past seven years, I have a lot of, uh, I have a lot of connections and, um, I have had a lot of friends and people reach out on LinkedIn about like having me join their company. And, and so being let go, I've already had a few people in that industry reach out and be like, Hey, if you need anything, let me know. Like our company is expanding, love to have you, blah, blah, blah. So there is very much that like comfort and stability is being like is that that hand is being reached out towards me right now and so Mm -hmm. there is that impulse to grab it and to be like yep let me move to the next like somewhat stable or predictable or consistent thing um versus trying to follow what I'm like really passionate about so it's this it's fighting against impulses that are fear-based and that are um also about security and and then also trying to follow the the impulse and the intuition to go towards something that I've wanted my whole life and mm-hmm. to just see what happens and like having to have daily conversations with myself of like if I ever get to a point where it gets really hard and like holy shit I just need something to pay my bills for a few months or whatever like if I need to if I absolutely need to fall back into a stable job I can mm-hmm. But I it you can doesn't also need to sell be my pictures of your feet. I could also do that. Uh, maybe yeah. I don't know. Booming industry. <laughs> I've never sell pictures. I've never of considered Taylor's it. Paul, oh, he's feet? only got Pause. three. But maybe. I forgot. I'm yeah. so sad. <laughs> it's okay. Hey, I mean, I, maybe that... people are like, "Oh, a little tripod. That's adorable." Like, mm-hmm. he's still got cute little peats, but he's only got three of them. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, so it's it's this weird like it's very it's strange. Um yeah, I I think it's just like having to 
believe in myself. Like my, my therapist mm-hmm. has been saying, like, you need to root for yourself um, mm-hmm. as much as you root for other people. Uh, and as much as mm-hmm. other people have been rooting for you, like you have to do that for yourself. Yes. So it it's, and I had months ago, I'd had a conversation with my manager about going down to part-time so that way I could make more room for auditioning and acting and doing theater. Um, and so, and they, you know, they were very much on board. Uh, and he was like, yeah, of course. And, and not like not having that like I had a plan to slowly move into theater and acting and to have it just be like nope do it now like it's very yeah uh I mean it's wild industry though it's tumultuous you're up you're down you're all over the place yeah Uh, so this is your preparation there you go leap of faith yeah I've got trust yourself three months basically um until it gets real dire. No, but you already uh, got new headshots. Yes, I got new headshots. Uh, shout out to Jose. Um, I'm very excited for those. And we've started talking about like building a reel. I think it's the difficult part. I don't know. The, the strange part for me right now <laughs> yeah. is that I know how to act. I've done it for a long time. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, I know what I need to do to get to where I'm going but there's still that gap of like experience, right? Like a lot of auditions, they want a reel submitted. I don't have a reel. I have a couple of things that I can splice together to make a reel. And there's a way to go about making it, but it's, it's feeling like you have a lot of experience and understanding, but also feeling like you are right at the beginning of the thing. And you, it's this weird, like, and I'm not saying this to like, oh, no, sad times for me. But it's like you feeling <laughs> like you're really far behind everybody else and also feeling like you're not at the same time. Yeah, it's it's a weird it's a weird place to be um, because well, in a lot already of you lived a whole other life. Right. You've lived and a whole I've... other life. You've had a whole other identity. This was a part mm-hmm. of it. But now this is. You want this to take center stage. Hey, oh. huh. And oh, I haven't so watched it, that movie in a while. <laughs> it's it's a rebirth. It's a resurrection. It's a renaissance. It's a renaissance. Renaissance. Um, yeah, it's also like cockroach, 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 cockroach. Leon. Um, it's also this. It, it yeah it's like I've had a whole other life I've had a whole other set of experiences and it's it is a this strange thing because and I was talking to Jose about this like I've having worked in a corporate setting for seven years and worked at startups that are fucking ruthless and cutthroat from time to time yeah. and like dealing with people who are absolutely batshit and and just the ruthlessness that comes from a corporate setting like i've learned so much about like not taking bullshit from people like just doing your best to kind of cut through the shit which i know is very applicable to the entertainment industry so again it's that weird thing of like i feel like i have the life experience and i have the uh educational experience of like how to do this it's the weird small pieces that ki- that really matter right the the reels the headshots the how do you get an agent? How do you get a manager? Like all of that stuff, which I think because I have the foundation of knowing how to act and knowing how to like cut through bullshit and how to see the signs of people to avoid, I feel very strong in that because I have, you know, a lot of friends from college who 
right after graduation went into auditioning and trying to be a professional actor and the industry ate them alive. And they were like, I can't do this. Like a lot Mm -hmm. of them either stepped away from it completely or they backed away from it for a while. Like, so I feel like I not like, I feel like life, like I went through the same things that they did, but in a different industry. And so even though I wasn't actively in the entertainment industry, I have this like experience and confidence now that those friends also have. Yeah. A maturity that I just gained elsewhere that I yeah. can bring into this career change. So it's it's exciting. It's overwhelming. I, you know, I cried about it the other week because I, the I think the hardest thing is like, I'm excited to move into this, but it is also really, it's hard. It's hard losing your job. Um, mm-hmm especially when things are so uncertain and it's hard losing your job when any big change like that, when it's not on your terms is hard. And I think for me, and I've talked about this a little bit on the pod before, but so at the start of 2020, I had put in my notice at my old job, my old healthcare job, like, Hey, I'm going to quit. I'm just going to fucking figure it out. And I'm going to go be an actor. Like I very pointedly made that decision for myself. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I was ready. Or at least mm-hmm. I felt like I was ready. And then COVID happened. And so mm-hmm. any agency that I, I felt like I had over my career and where I was going mm-hmm. with it was taken away from me. So I didn't make that career change and it felt like it wasn't on my terms. And so it's happening yeah. again, but in a way, like it's happening in an upswing. It's happening for my own benefit. But it's it's that like, I also struggle with like wanting to have control over Mm-hmm. my fate you know like so feeling again like you don't have control over it even though you, I probably have more control than I've ever had it's this mm-hmm. it's it's just that like it's the unknown and yeah. at the start of the pandemic I described it to my old therapist as like and I think a lot of people felt this way right because we had no idea what was happening we had no idea how long it was going to last like mm-hmm. what was going to happen to people um, it felt like being on a ship lost at sea and there was fog everywhere and you couldn't see past the the bow of the ship, right? And so you don't, you have no idea where you're going. Mm-hmm. It feels that way now, but the difference is the fog is not as heavy and I can see several mm-hmm. different lighthouses. It's just like, which lighthouse do I go towards? Um are you trying to figure that did out? Did you learn all this on our flag? Our flag means, means death? death? What? <laughs> no. Um, no, the 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 lost like, the lost sea metaphor. Right <laughs> no, the lost at sea metaphor, I've used that for like the past three years. But it does tie in nicely to our flag means death, Taika, if you're listening, David Jenkins, if you're listening, I I would love to be on your show. Uh put so me on the game. That's my question. Show. That's um, my that's my question. Look, now that you are gonna be going out and auditioning and doing all that, like what is your like what would be your dream gig that you would get? Oh like what's your God. what's the dream what's the what's the, let me rephrase because yeah it's not like a what is your ideal bucket list like gig it's like what kind of gig would you want to book first if you had a choice oh my god if i had a choice yeah. jesus um yeah. i mean Friends and I have been talking about like what do we have to do to get on the gay pirate show. So there is that. But <laughs> I would love to play I would love to play a villain on a show. Either play a villain and or like uh the straight man in a comedy. I like 
<laughs> like uh in arrested development um jason oh my Bateman. god jason thank you i was like not jason statham that is mm. <laughs> different talk about forearms completely different genre um but jason bateman and like, now a word from our sponsor <laughs> jason statham's forearms <laughs> Uh, this episode is brought to you by forearms. Um, <laughs> but like that kind of character where it's like wackadoo shit is happening mm-hmm. and you are like the only rational one. I love that. That's one of my favorite things yes. about doing improv is playing the yes. straight man to everybody's chaos. Um, yes. or playing a villain. You know, who I else but- did that. Um, what's his name on community? You, have you ever seen Community? Uh, I have. I've seen some of Community. Okay. Um, the Joel, main guy, I forget his name. Joel yeah, McHale. yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Joel yeah, McHale. Yeah. But I love that. Um, no, 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 I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I just think it would be so fun. But I, I he, feel like I feel I'm, I, I'm interested to see how often you would break, and I would love. Hmm to be one of the eccentric crew member like cast members <laughs> that is tra- yeah. engaging in chaos to try and get i would engage in improv <laughs> chaos just to get you to break that would be my only goal is to do crazy shit to get you to break hi it's that's the thing i miss about improv so much is like because it does kind of become a game and sometimes it's fun and then other times it's like really distracting if like yeah. uh, you know people keep breaking and it's like oh it's not funny um mm-hmm. but that was something i always loved about bill Hader when he would play um stefano um on weekend <laughs> update was like because bill and bill haters talked about it like he breaks very very easily and so for yeah. him the game he was trying to play was okay this time i'm not gonna break but seth yeah. meyer was like yes you are like they you know they knew and so that was their whole thing was like get him to break but it became part of the character um yes but that was always my favorite part was like every now and then i could do it in a scene where i would get so serious that like my level of seriousness would cause somebody else to break because i would hold it so and of course like there are certain people my friend ashley dawn in particular comes up with the kookiest ideas like i don't know how her mind works it's fascinating but sometimes she would just say a thing and you were like, I can't speak because if I do, I will break. So I'm just going to look at you and just wait like- <laughs> for somebody else to say something. I feel like you should be on Our Flag Means Death as like a British like tax <laughs> auditor or something that somehow ends up on the ship and <laughs> just like is the voice of reason that no one listens to. Well, like I, I want this for you. <laughs> what I really want, and so the fandom. Here's the other thing. Yes. Okay, if you guys are not watching, I, this conversation was bound to happen. If you're not watching <laughs> Our Flag Means Death, do it. It's on HBO Max. It's fantastic. It is a gay rom com. Will give you her login. It, I'll give you my login. Like it's so <laughs> good. It's so good. It's a gay rom com with pirates. Like I don't know what else you need. Is it historically accurate? No. Is the soundtrack bomb? Yes. It's not. Can we truly say definitively? Were you alive then? Could you truly okay. definitively say it it's is historically not historically accurate? accurate? Hold on. Because like I think the piano 
that is in one of the final episodes. Like that wasn't invented for like 60 more years. Like there's a lot of stuff <laughs> that just wasn't a thing at all at the time. It's wonderful. It's Again, fantastic. All I'm saying Who is cares? you cannot definitively <laughs> confirm or deny because well, what if the piano had been invented by pirates wasn't. and then all of them were lost at sea and someday some futuresque like opening scene of the titanic there's some like robo boat that goes Ugh. down with a camera and is like oh this piano dates back to well before the first an- known invention of you the know, piano maybe you're right here's what I- here's another <laughs> thing uh, the, it takes place in 1717. Izzy Hands, played by Con O'Neill, who is what a fucking gem. Um, he's supposed to be 16 at the time. But, of course, if you've watched the film uh, What We Do in the Shadows, I believe um, Vladislav the Impaler is also supposed to be 16, and it's he's clearly like played by a man in his 40s. So, at, whatever. It's very goofy. Um, anyway, it's but a hormone it's, thing. Well, he says, like, I think his joke is, uh, you know, that is why I always look 16. Well, in medieval times, it was life for a 16 year old was very hard. Like, you know, it it's part <laughs> of the joke. It's very funny. Um, but it it's such a fantastic show. But the fandom around it has been wonderful. Like it is. If you are somebody in your teens who's like very active on LiveJournal or Tumblr, archive, archive of our own, like any of those fandom sites and you know you now you're in your 30s or maybe a little bit older and there are so many people who are like I'm in my 30s and I am like I'm writing fan fiction again I like I don't know what's mm-hmm. happening I've I've reverted back to being a 17 year old and it's fantastic and it's giving a lot of people yes. hope right now because case yeah. listeners you are uh, not paying attention it's fucking dark right now like we are yes we are in the darkest timeline i've changed my mind i i used to say no and now i'm like you know what mm, we might be um but it's giving a lot of people hope and something yeah. to like hold on to and it's kind of reigniting this like youthful um like doe-eyed love of art again there's so many artists creating beautiful fan art and a lot of them are like when the pandemic hit i stopped drawing like i stopped creating art and now i cannot stop like holy shit and so it's i think it's just beautiful like what the way it's gotten artists to re-engage with the things that they give a shit about and it's been really beautiful to watch but one of the theories in the fandom is and i'm i want this so badly for there to be another pirate crew that's all women or mm-hmm. um like all women and lesbians just a gay lady ship that's what we're and i would like to be on that ship i would like to be on that boat i will swab the poop deck i'll be in the crow's nest wherever you want me like it's fine like put me on that there boat it is. so that's that's, the gig. that's, that's the, my that's the vision board book. is yes. put me on the gay lady ship uh yes. as a pirate please and thank you Okay. So if anybody's listening that has connections, let me know. Um, did the I? The universe is listening. I know. Well, there you go. Listen, after the past few weeks, I believe in manifestation. So you got to just be very specific, very That's specific true. and unapologetic and just keep yeah. at it. Just keep doing it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. taking headshots with Jose, he was like, so are there any in particular that you want? I was like, I need a headshot that says, I'd like to be on your gay pirate show, please. And we got one, and I'm very excited. So mission yes. accomplished. You know, it's fine. But yeah, in terms of my ideal character to play, uh, yeah, 
yeah, I'm at this point, I'm open to anything really. Like I, I, yeah. I love playing villains. I think villains are so fun and they don't always need a tragic backstory. I just, sometimes I just like villains for the sake of being villains. Like I think that's mm-hmm. fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So we're going to see what happens, baby. That's where we're mm-hmm. at. That's what's up. Hell yeah. So we, um, what have you, what have you, what's been something you learned? Doesn't have to be this big mm. emotional thing. Could be just like a little tangible thing, but like what's something that you learned that surprised you in this process so far? Um, Something that I learned that surprised I'm really going me. Oprah on your ass today. Yeah, you are. God damn. Um, Good. Inter- <laughs> that's my plan. Interrogate you on record so that then I can play back what you said whenever you have a moment that you're like, oh, I'm having oh, self-doubt. No. and I, Which is yeah. a human thing. Like, everyone has mm-hmm. that moment of self-doubt. But whenever you're, like, beating yourself up, I have now a record of you saying, this is what I want to do. And even though I'm scared, this is what I want to do. And I'm going to be able to lord it over you for <laughs> the rest of your life like even when you're 80 and you have you've gotten the egot like three times over <laughs> i'm gonna be like hey oh, thanks you know may may 8th 2022 mother's day happy mother's day to all the mothers out there yeah happy mother's day happy mother's day whether you're a, a human mom whether you're a you're a furry mom wait <laughs> 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 A pet mom? Is that what you're trying to say? Like a mom, yes. like a dog mom like or a cat baby. mom? I like, got you, know, you. Furry mom. You um, know, to each their own. <laughs> whether your mom is with us, whether your mother is no longer with us, mm-hmm. um, happy Mother's Day. Yeah, um, happy but Mother's yeah, no, May 8th, 2022, we're recording this and now I have a record to lord over you for the rest of your life, Amazing. even when you're on your deathbed with all your awards. I'm going to be like, hey, remember, I have to play this back. This is where it all truly started oh. to manifest. Yeah. Oh, man. The thing that I've learned that surprised oh. you the most so far. Um, the thing, okay, I will say the thing that kind of surprised me the most is so the other day, yesterday no the day before i had this urge to sketch and because i used to draw Mm -hmm. all the time as a kid um Mm -hmm. and like into my teens and i haven't done it in probably like like actively like i'm going to look at a thing and i'm gonna try to draw it um Mm -hmm. maybe like Mm -hmm. 10 years and so the thing that has been surprising for me um and like i okay the thing that's been surprising for me, I, I started thinking of all of these other instances where it's like, and I also did this, um, but is and how that's like on ADHD. A word from our sponsor, ADHD. Vivance. <laughs> oh, or ADHD. Didn't take my meds today. There you go. Um, Listen, the pharmaceutical giants will pay us big bucks for ads, but do we want to go that route? I don't Dance know. with the devil. Ayo. Sorry, go on. Um, it's it's been the ways that like other creative interests have started to crop up again yeah because i think like i i you know i'm still working through the end of this month but uh, am i uh (laughs) for legal purposes i am i know i'm i'm still working but i've got more free time and i i like no like knowing that 
in the very near future, I like I've decided all of June I'm going to try not to work at all, like unless you know for any some reason it gets really dire. But I or unless I get a gig, like if I yes. audition and I get something, then yeah, I'm going to take yes. it. But like I'm not, I'm intentionally not working for the month of June because I since I turned 19, I've mm-hmm. worked consistently. Um, and I haven't really had much of a break. And so I was like, let me at least take a month to like not do shit. That'll be great. Um, so, but the, I've been surprised at like the impulses that I've had to like pick up a bass guitar again, which I haven't played in years to start sketching. Um, I started like pay more attention when I'm singing of like, Hey, how do I like actually what's happening in that note? Like, am I singing the harmony? Like what's going on? Um, and I, in high school, I used to love making costumes. Also the Renaissance fair is happening right now. So this is part of it too. But like, I used to love making costumes and putting costumes together. And so I've started doing that again. Like good. I'm, I'm like, Oh shit. I, I could probably, I probably still know how to sew like things that, I have not engaged with in such a long time and like realizing that those impulses and the ability to do that is still there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's rusty for sure, but like it, it never went anywhere. It just got buried. Um, so that's mm-hmm. been, I think the most surprising thing. Yeah. It, it's been, it's been kind of cool. And also that and like, yeah, I'm fucking scared. Like, I have no idea what the future holds. I'm fucking terrified that, like, holy shit, am I going to have a job? Like, what's going to happen? Um, That mm-hmm. is nerve-wracking, for sure. Especially yeah. when I've had such a consistent career. But the most surprising thing has been how confident I feel about, like, yeah, I know how to audition. Yeah, I know how to... I know how to act like that yeah. because for such a long time and it was it was a note that I got all the time from my acting teachers of like Lex you want this so badly for other people like you're such mm-hmm. a giving scene partner you you know you feel like everybody deserves to be on this stage I need you to realize that you deserve to be here just as much as everybody else and like yes it was something that was told to me quite a lot and like very thankful that I have acting mentors who've been so patient and so supportive and for the first time I I actually very much feel like yeah I do deserve to be here and yeah I am just as good as everybody else and I do know what I'm doing like that has been that confidence has been very surprising um and very cool uh yes shocking I was like oh shit I don't know where this came from but that's fucking dope okay awesome isn't it a beautiful thing when your circumstances align with your purpose it is oh is she why is she so deep (laughs) damn once again this episode is brought to you by forearms jesus christ (laughs) it was getting too deep for me oh boy yeah i know you were getting too you're getting too emotional i gotta reel it back Mm -mm, i can't mm -mm. i can't let it out Mm -mm. you gotta hide it yeah Mm -hmm. uh but I, I told you I'm I've been feeling things for you. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Um, like hello, I've, HR? Been feeling, I've been feeling. I've been feeling. Hey, <laughs> that's fine. HR is only there to protect the company. They don't give a shit about you. Ew. It's true. They don't it's, care. It's. <laughs> 
Sorry, if you work in a corporate world and you didn't already know that, that's a free lesson for you. HR doesn't give a wait. fuck. I can't wait for your tell-all. I can't <laughs> wait for your tell-all. This is incredible. Yeah. Well, that was honestly like a tip that a friend gave me years ago was like, just remember, HR is not there to protect you. They are there to protect the company. And like, yeah. if the things that are happening to you could have a negative impact on the company, then yeah, they're going to have a vested interest in you, but um, mm -hmm. they don't, they, that's not why they're there. I hate to break it to you, but uh, anyway, that's, that's, they have a, join a union. That's what unions are for, baby. Uh, unionize. <laughs> that's it. That's it. I was just letting uh, you go to see where you went with it. Burn it all down. That's you where I'm crotchety going old man. You, I am. You know. <laughs> okay. What is happening? Last question. You're gonna get. This okay. is what happens when you're in the, in, each other in, the, in the guest seat, and we don't see oh. each other. I didn't even and, know it was uh, in the guest seat. I knew we were gonna talk about it, but I didn't know it was gonna be interrogated. Oh, yeah. So that's oh, fine. Yeah. Oh. Wow interrogated well, such a strong word what is yeah. this vanity fair am i hooking you <laughs> up to a lie detector test i which you, if you haven't seen that segment it's funny oh, as hell okay well especially you know, the one with seth rogan and shirley's there on i wouldn't put it past you to hook me up to a lie detector but like in a fun uh, way this episode brought to you by <laughs> lie detectors <laughs> Um. <laughs> okay. What? what last yes. question. Okay. What are your hopes for the future? Uh, and I'm leaving it. That's my it. hopes I'm for the future as as are to be cast on the gay pirate show. Um. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think my my but, honestly my hopes for the future, like in all honesty, is just to like be comfortable enough to trust like where I'm going and. To not wind up back in a corporate job like that. Mm -hmm. I think that's the biggest thing is like I hope that I can make it as a freelance artist in any capacity, whether that's working for mm -hmm. theaters, working for, um, you know, working on film sets, whatever that may be. And because I'm very open to like learning all of the ins and outs, but to be able to commit to that enough that mm -hmm. I am able to make a career doing that. Like and I know I I know I will. It's mm -hmm. I think it's. My biggest hope is not losing the confidence and the self-esteem in myself to know that that is possible and also having enough grace that if for any reason I do need to go back into any kind of like job that is not related to the entertainment industry that um, it doesn't defeat me and that again I just have like enough patience for myself and understand like that's just part of it right like Mm -hmm. that's that's part of the journey um so yeah i think my biggest hope is just to be able to make a living creating art and participating in the creation of art and then not i don't know to not like drag myself down if anything kind of goes off course because that is just mm -hmm. the nature of life so yeah to be to to show myself grace and like to be gentle mm -hmm. with myself through this whole mm -hmm. thing because it's I don't fucking know what's in store. Like, who the fuck knows? No one it, does. Psychics. Yeah. It's, do they, though? Mm, I don't know. Depends, um, on, depends on who you ask. This episode is brought to you by psychics. Um, 
Yeah. Gone Manow. <laughs> oh my god. Did she die? Did she I think she's jail? in jail. Okay. I mean, well, yeah. I, I this episode idea. brought to uh, you by Miss Cleo. Oh and man. Tax evasion. And oh, that's what it Fraud. was. AO. I don't know what it um, was anymore. I don't know no. anything anymore. <laughs> I'm part of the know nothing party. Um yeah, it's <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm excited. I'm nervous. I'm all of those things. So I think my yes. hope for the future is to just like keep going and wing see it. where it goes. Wing it. Just fucking you know, wing listen, it. Make it up. I'm I'm listening to Mel Brooks's memoir right now, the audiobook. Oh, yeah. And I love him. he's like, whenever people ask me to this day, whenever people ask me like, how did I do it? I just tell them I fake it. Like amazing. I, I'm just good at faking it. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> and it's true like he just like lives in the moment and Mm -hmm. he just like goes with the flow and goes from lily pad to lily pad and of life the lily pads of life and um yeah so that's that's very similar to uh psycho it's like kind of his career is like he Mm -hmm. initially he wanted to be a visual artist he went to school for theater but like I think friends asked him to be in a film, a student film or something. And he just fell in love with it and just kept like toying with things and just kept kind of, instead of trying to fight life and go, this is what it needs to be. He just kind of like flowed with it. And yeah, you know, now he's directing Thor love and thunder and like, making the marvel cinematic universe very gay <laughs> like it's you yes. know it, it's yeah but yeah i think like you just keep you keep going with the flow of life and it mm-hmm. i do think it kind of leads you in the direction that you want um mm-hmm. so that's the other thing i'm trying to remember is like try not to fight against it and just see what happens Mm-hmm. so that's exciting and uh when i you know freak out i'll i'll let y'all know how i get through it because i'm sure i know it's gonna happen like i know myself yeah I'm, are you kidding me i'm absolutely gonna have a panic attack at some point but we have a hotline we have a we do we still we still have a hotline <laughs> yeah are you telling me to call the hotline when i have a panic no. attack and like leave a voicemail as i'm like crying? i mean yes Yes, yes, yes. Please go. do that. But other and then we'll live react other to people it. to call and ah. leave voicemails so that when you or I have a moment of like mm-hmm. doubt on this path, we can listen to those voicemails. Yeah. And then you maybe can, we like... can even just splice them all together into just like one bonus episode of like here if you need inspirational advice or words of love and tenderness when you're at a low point in your day or life then here you go so if anyone out there listening has you know words of encouragement or a positive quote or like anything that you would want to share to just bring a little joy and levity to um, anyone who may be struggling and you want to share that with us and you're okay with us sharing it with everyone else that listens to this uh please call please call the hotline and leave that voicemail um 707-892-0401 i don't know how i just still remember wow i don't yeah there you go good job we're the last generation that had to do that yeah it's weird it's very weird now it's a skill that i have 
memorizing. <laughs> but I can only do I can only do ten numbers. I can't do any more than ten numbers. That's it. I can't. So like if somebody anymore. has like a UK phone number, you're like, I don't know. No, no, no. Yeah, that's no. fair. The, mm-hmm. the 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 dashes are in all the wrong places. Yeah, that's not the format we grew up with. Like, <laughs> excuse me. What? Too many numbers. Yeah. Many numbers. The cadence is wrong. Like, how do you even read a phone number in the UK? Although I, I have know. been something in my soul and in my heart and in my mind and in the swirling energy vortex around me has been pulling me towards um towards England for some reason. I don't know what it is. I've been pulled towards New York and and London. Look. It, it might energetically. I don't know what it means. I just feel like I need to go there because there's something creative there. You do. And either I'm you going to do. go there and find it or it's going to find me and bring me there. But those are like two cities that I that like just keep coming up and everything that I like see or watch or listen to or hear like those are the two kind of cities coming up for me for some reason. Yeah. Um I know you studied in London I did. for for a decent amount of time and then mm-hmm. You got family on the East Coast, although mm-hmm. that's Long Island, which, you know. Long Island and New Jersey. We don't talk about yeah. Long Island. Yeah, we don't yes, talk about Jersey. It's different. It's different. I heard a funny um, joke about uh, <laughs> about New Jersey, but uh, I'll, I'll tell you off air. Okay. <laughs> For our Jersey listeners. Um, yeah, London is fuck it. I mean, it's been almost 10 years since I've been there, which is, oh, God, yes. saying that out loud sucks. Um <laughs> But it like there London reminds me a lot of a lot of New York in a way um, in more like one when people are walking around, they are very they know where they're going. Like it's mm-hmm. may, they're maybe not like walking warp speed, but there's a purposeful. direction. It's a per- yes, yeah. it's a purposeful walk in L.A., when people do walk, it's, they just wander and then they stand no in the middle of the sidewalk. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, there's a there's a tourists. meandering that happens in Los Angeles. It's very frustrating <laughs> when you're like, I'm just trying to go from point A to point B. Get out of my way. Well, um, well that's your mistake for walking in the first place. Don't you know it's a driving enough. state? They do it when they drive, too. It's just a lot of just pick a fucking lane. Anyway. <laughs> a lot of feelings and i went to the greek theater last night and my god people just do things and they don't think about what they're doing who'd you see it's fine um we saw a lot of people um it was netflix is a joke standout an lgbtq plus celebration bob the drag queen eddie izzard margaret cho uh sarah paulson was there Tignatero, May yes. um, Whitman, yes. like it. It was a, It was stacked. It was fantastic. Oh. Um, everybody had like a tight six minutes. Mateo Lane was one of the openers, which was so exciting. I love him. He's so funny. Follow him on Instagram, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, it was phenomenal. It was so fun. But getting out of the Greek theater is a nightmare, and people don't pay attention, and it was very frustrating. But London is such a like. Oh, I love that city so much. It my favorite thing about it was like at least when I was there was that when we would go see theater uh people and I've heard some I had a teacher in college who criticized like when she would go see theater in, in uh, LA that like people didn't dress up for it like it wasn't an event and she was like in New York people dress up. And I kind of get what she means, but my th- favorite thing about London was people didn't really dress up either like maybe 
for like a really fancy West End show. But for the most people went people went in like, you know, nice casual wear. But it was more like they were going to the movies. Like it was a thing that was like, we do this all the time. Like mm-hmm. we of course we go see theater. So it it was more um it it was just a thing that you do. Uh, versus I think even in LA, it's like, oh, I'm going to go see a theater show at the Amundsen or whatever. People are like, oh my God, so fancy, right? Like it's the other thing I don't like about our country doesn't invest any of its resources. And it's also culture. (laughs) My other thing about like, oh, well you dress up to go to the show. It's a big fancy event. Is this to me, that's very classist. Like I get it. Like I, I like to, you know, put on a nice dress and a nice outfit and go see Hamilton or whatever the fuck. But it is like I prefer the idea of like, oh, we have a Thursday evening free. There's tickets available for 20 pounds or $20, whatever. Like, let's let's go see a show. It, like, I love that. I love the idea of like it making it more accessible. So yeah. um, it, it just felt you know, we were also there for school. And so we had like tickets to a bunch of shows as part of the program that we were like a part of like the school got us tickets to a lot of yeah. really wonderful shows. But um, it was so easy to like go mm-hmm. see a show, whether it was, you know, at the national or some other big West end theater um, or something in a very small space that only 40 people fit into. Like it, there are little theaters all over the place and it was, so cool um it was also i think the biggest thing for me was <clears throat> when i was there and you know obviously not english so people would ask where i was from i would tell them like oh i'm you know from the us and i'm here studying theater people's response was never oh so what are you actually going to do like oh so are you going to just be a waiter when you're done with you know school like it it wasn't that assumption like here if you tell somebody you're an actor they generally ask so what restaurant do you work at what bar do you work at like they know that you have a side gig right Mm -hmm. there it was always oh my god that's so wonderful I'm in finance or I do blah 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 and then they would ask you questions about like so where are you studying what are you studying like it it was seen or and it is seen as a career Mm -hmm. there yeah and that was so wild i was like oh you understand that this is a thing that you study that you work very hard at and that is a career option and i'm not saying that Mm -hmm. like and it's very easy to be an actor there like it's it's not it's still you know it's still difficult but it it just i didn't run into anybody who treated it like oh well okay well give it five years and you'll find yourself in something else like there is a greater respect for the arts in, in other yeah. countries. Um, yeah. And there are some countries, I was at a film festival recently where there was a Swedish filmmaker and he was like, yeah, no, I applied for these grants from the government. You basically like write a proposal for your project and they, you know, if they like it, they give you money to finance it. And it's like, mm-hmm. you can basically like make a movie about anything as long as they approve it and give you the money. And it's like our government, like we have to fight yeah. to keep art in schools much yeah. less get like finance it so it's just like a very different kind of structure for sure but yeah, yeah. i can i can understand how warm and, and delightful that 
may yeah. feel. Well, okay. So anyone, if you want to buy any ad space on our podcast um, to fund <laughs> our trip to London, <laughs> to follow our dreams, please go ahead and do so. Reach out to us. Let us know. And um, we're not going to do a lengthy, like follow us on here and do this. And all that we want from you is please, if you have an encouraging word to word or song or anything to share with us, um, that we can then share with each other. Um, please call us, leave us a voicemail, 707-892-0401. But, uh, thank you for listening to the peony and hopefully we'll be back regularly again. Yeah. That's the plan. The plan is to be back regularly. We, you know, Life, everybody. It's a weird time. Yeah. Um, Talk to you next week then. Talk to y'all next week. Bye. Bye. Cockroach, cockroach, (laughs) cockroach. Oh, boy.